One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Are you unsuccessful and with few friends? Impress passers-by with the all-new Guitar Nerds t-shirt. Head over to guitarnerds.net forward slash shop and buy yourself one of the all-new official Guitar Nerds t-shirt. Nerds! Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joining me this evening via the internet, we have Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hello. And Joe Branton. Bonjour. Um, Jay, you're a bit ill this evening. I don't feel very well. Wait, you're also really quiet. Jay, don't get ill. <laughs> I know, I know. I yeah, feel... you, I thought you don't get ill. I thought that was your big thing. I know, it is. And I feel... <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever <laughs> seen you actually struggling with feeling bad and not emotional or hangover. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel really, really under the weather. Um, so I am drinking a uh, concoction of lemon, ginger um, and cayenne pepper. How oh. come I have ended up sitting next to you when you're really ill? Well, I mean, oh. there's only three of us. Do you want that's me to sit true. in the middle? Would that be fairer? This is where we we'll always sit. Yeah, we always true. sit like this. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so um, how's everyone doing? Matt and I, all good? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, I'm excited because I'm seeing David Gilmore twice this week. What? I'm going on Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah. Why? I managed to um, I managed to get a free ticket through work for Thursday, um, and I was already going with um, with some people on uh, Wednesday. So yeah, for the you, second time, it's you... in a private box, so I get to enjoy it from far away and then slightly closer up. Wow! <laughs> I was going to say, did you not decide to like maybe offer it to someone else who you work with, seeing as you were already going? No one else wanted to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing what is, sort of in weird London, trip it? has people who don't want to go and see Dave Gilmore. I think it's more the fact that you've got to make your way all the way to the Albert Hall from Surrey and then back again. <laughs> it's probably people that have heard the new album. I'd imagine. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's uh, that's dangerous talk. Oh really? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It's um, <laughs> yeah. I listened to it the other day. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, how's your week been, Matt? 
Yeah, very good. Um, I've uh, managed to do a lot of guitar playing today. So I had the day off and it's been raining. Um, and I've been spending a lot of time with uh, Gibson Guitars and listing some of the stuff for the shop that I work at um, with all the guitars that I picked when I went to Nashville a few weeks ago. But they're not here so, already, um, surely? No, no, no. They're um, just getting the listings ready to go online and uh, kind of finalising all the colours is quite good um and just really i've really realized that i need a les paul or maybe i've always been destined to play a les paul but i've been playing fenders instead by mistake you've had juniors and stuff in the past haven't you have you just not had like a standard yeah but i've just never had like a les paul and i kind of really want one okay like i really want a 58 les paul and i think that is my ultimate dream in life now Screw the Fender, I just want a Gibson. Really? It's a bit of a, quite a swing for you. Yeah, I just, um, I don't know what it is. I just, I kind of really fancy something with two humbuckers and I don't really have that, so. Get yourself a uh, FMT Deluxe Telecaster HH. They're great, they're great guitars. They are great guitars. They were. um, Not quite a Les Paul. Through neck. Yeah. Through neck. Yeah. They're very cool. Good pickups in them though, and coil tapped. Yeah. Jay, you're making noise. Sorry, I thought it was muted. Um, how's everyone else been? Jay, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've got some... I, I got some very... I had a really cool guitar thing to talk about. Okay. Um, probably the biggest... Wait, I think I'd know what this is now. I've just got a flash of what you've been <laughs> looking at on your iPad. Uh, did anybody else see the first episode of the new season of Doctor Who? No. This weekend? Where no. Hardly where, anyone did, apparently. Yeah, where, where well, <laughs> you're all idiots because it was wicked, and it started with Peter Capaldi uh, coming out on a tank in like 1300, playing a guitar really loudly. Okay. Um, and I, um, it was something really interesting, something I'd not really looked at for a while. It was a Yamaha, oh, yes. the Yamaha SGV 700. So good. Great. The, they did a bass version of that. They did as well. the SBV. Um, and in fact, the SBV, I, I, I did a bit of digging on it because I sort of didn't really know a huge amount about the range. And I found this really cool spreadsheet, which is, you know, really terrible for anybody except for Joe, who's right next to me. Um, but oh, it, yeah, shows you the, um, it shows you like the uh, evolution. Oh, maybe I'll put it up on the group. It shows the evolution of like where the, uh, the that shape sort of came from. And uh, it's really cool. It's kind of like halfway between. I, almost like an SG kind of and like a jazz master um, but yeah it was it was really cool I, I just I did a little bit of looking into them and um, I really want a uh, SGV 500 now because they are like the same shape so the 700 they, they, there was like three main models the 300 um, which um, had like a really weird um, I think it was the 300 that had a really weird pickup configuration yeah so you've got uh two single coils that are right next to each other and you can blend in between them so you can have just one of them then or just the other or both together and then also the neck pick uh, the neck pickup and then you can five-way switch between them as well okay so uh, really really cool when there's a tremolo and stuff and then they did the 700 which was single coils and they also did a 500 which was hardtail and p90s and it looks absolutely done Okay. It looks really, really cool. And it sounded amazing. I don't know what it was that he was using. It looked like 
he was using some oh. like some sort of amp with like a little um, like a power break on it, like uh, or like a. It surely a wasn't recorded live. It looked like it. What? I mean, ma- maybe not, but it. Can he play guitar then? I Do think we know? so. Yeah, I think he can. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was really cool. It was very very cool. Um, what was the significance of him coming out in a tank uh, playing guitar um, to Doctor Who? It was just his like. He said he was having a party or something. I don't right. know. He was okay. just he was just, he was he was fighting people in like in some sort of medieval times. I don't know, I was half making dinner, I'll be honest. I don't know that much about it, but um by I read a story this week saying like half the people who watched last season watched this first one. Um is I it, don't think it's been as well publicised. No, I actually I didn't realise it was starting again. Yeah, um, yeah. I just happened to I I mean I'm a uh, I'm quite a big Doctor Who fan, I'm quite a big sort of I know you'll sort of scoff at me using the word sci-fi whilst describing Doctor Who, but I'm quite a big sci-fi fan, and I really like Doctor Who. And I didn't know a huge amount, that, but I didn't realise it was coming up again until I just happened to catch a glimpse of it. But, um, but yeah, I thought it was wicked. I thought it was really cool, and uh, it was it's cool to sort of. I guess it it, it kind of fit that. Um, I thought that guitar was quite a good metaphor for that program because it's like a bit of a blast from the past. Yeah. Um, and it, like they, it looked they, a bit quirky. They did one quite recently. Um, it was probably reissued around the same time as Doctor Who. Yeah, I, I think the, like the, the those Doctor models, Who. the SUV seven hundreds, are like uh, I think they were two thousand two or something right, like okay. that. Um, but yeah, they looked they looked really really cool. But I could find very very little information. The um, the thing that I did like about it is that there was a signature model um, for a band called uh, what were they called? I think they were called Blue Jeans. This band from Japan, uh, and the signature model was the Yamaha BJ Pro. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very, very good. I'll indeed. leave that one to you. Indeed. Joe Brannan, what have you been up to this week? Um, oh, this week I um, I expanded my pedal board. Okay. Um, so haven't, you just, haven't you just shrunk it down? No, 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 no. I shrunk my guitarist down. My, mine is... You shrunk is, your guitarist down? Yes, I did. <laughs> Tiny little fella. <laughs> yes, Rick, Rick Morales. It's just far Rick, away. Rick Morales? Yeah, that one. Morales. Is that the Mexican Rick Morales? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I, I have a a pedal train junior and I've upsized to a PT1, um, which actually I always had, um, but but I'm going to start using it now. So uh, I'm just adding two more pedals because that's about the extra size you get between a PT1 and a junior. And uh, I am adding a DoD meat box. Okay. Oh, I of course see where you this are. Is no, going, yeah. no, come on. No, no, it's an essential thing. And a rainbow machine. No, come it's on. not a rainbow machine, but it, the other one the is an earthquake. No, it's the Grand Orbiter. Okay. Yeah, I listened but... to the love in that was the uh, the old podcast oh, yeah. in the last couple of weeks, and uh, oh, yeah, I was yeah. very nervous at the start there, wasn't I? You were. Yeah. Oh well, we're going to speak to him soon. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I'd like to get uh, one here. That'd be cool. Yeah, but uh, but yes, uh, I got the DoD meat box because it's important for all those subs. Because I've got like an OC two on there, and then two stages of drive. But I wanted something super subby that I can turn on when I'm in the biggest bits. So obviously the DoD meat box to give it that chest thumping sub. And yeah, I just wanted a phaser. I'm doing a lot of bits where there's like held notes while the guitar's being busy, and I'm just bored of it just being like you know a held no i want something to happen so i figured a phaser and the grand orbiter doubles up as a as a vibrato as well so it's kind of the two best modulation effects for bass in one pedal 
I didn't know that existed. Grand Orbiter is that a yeah. new one? Fairly oh, new. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's part of the the line. I think it, you know, it's it's not it's nothing that's you know just come out. Yeah, anything, it's tough to keep up with Earthquaker, isn't it? They just keep putting out new stuff. Yeah, I mean, they've got quite a comprehensive pedal. They, they were probably what I don't know. 25, 30 pedals Something in the like standard range, which is which is yeah, quite a lot. When you consider they mainly focus on weird things, yeah, that's that's quite a lot. It's the same with Wampler as well. Wampler just posted up a picture today of uh, something called the low. I think they're going to call it the Lo-Fi, which is going to be like a um, tape machine. It's like their faux tape echo, but I think a little bit more grungy. They just they just keep coming. Yeah, yeah. I guess actually, on on the note of that Grand Orbiter. Um, it, I was kind of choosing it because I mean, yeah, they, actually, the the um, it, it does sound really great and really high quality, and the idea of having a vibrato was really attractive, you know, along with a phaser. But I have to say, I was choosing it because it was the only like good quality phaser I could really find for sort of poking around. Um, anyone got any other suggestions? Phase ninety? No, they're they're not they're not good. They're not, yeah, they are. They're not not for bass. They're really yeah, thin. I've got sound. a good one. They're really basic and really thin sounding. The Ibanez. Um, do you remember the big metal square Ibanez um, pedals? They did like the Fathead and oh, the like the Seven Series. They did a yeah, they did a phaser which is absolutely brilliant. It's like a total hidden gem. It's got like a proper step phaser on it as well, Wicked. like a really oh. weird like filter. I remember that. Pick them yeah, up I remember like it. Thirty quid. Really? Well, they no. Are, well, yeah, probably not now amazing. that you've said this. <laughs> Well, I mean, you've got like a week's head start on everyone else. Yeah, so no, it goes up on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got tonight. You have to get one found Wait, before tomorrow. Wednesday. What is it called? The Ibanez Tone Lock PH7. Right, okay. Good pedal. The, In fact, um, it's still a current product, and I think it's the only one in the range that for some reason is a current product. Right. Okay. Um, I'm not sure which ones like you mean. Quid, no. You don't mean the ones that are like when not, you can, not the standard ones that looked a bit like boss pedals. No, no, no. The ones where you can push the controls in, like oh, the Lo-Fi like or the, the LF7. No, no, no. That's Digitech. Yeah, I know, but they looked. They were similar. called. Um, they were called like sound. They weren't sound tank, but I think they called it was them. The to- it was tone lock. Tone, tone lock. lock. Yeah, yeah, tone lock. Tone, tone, okay. tone lock. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'll check it out. Thank you very much, Matthew Knight. Um, yeah, the step filter on those is pretty amazing it's like got a real kind of 90s zoom feel to it which is exactly <laughs> what you want like it a lot now there's been no real news this week um Great. and we're saving up your questions um for a big question spectacular either next week or the week after because we did a lot of questions on the patreon episode last time and uh we feel that you know we should give you a whole bunch of questions uh on the on the regular episode so there's not that much to talk about this week. So, Joe, you've come up with a thing that you want us to do. What are you calling this thing? The Guitar Nerds Quiz! The hunt for the ultimate guitar nerd. I thought there was going to be another <laughs> subtitle after that. <laughs> Find out who will win. <laughs> Good. Um, so I'm going to hand over to you, really. I'm going to let you run this show ah, as, yes, yes, um, yes. you know, inmates, asylum and all that. Um, yeah, um, go ahead. I'm just I'm just a participant a, a in passenger. this Wonderful. experiment. Wonderful. Well, 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 
<laughs> well, I have designed a quiz, yes, a quiz to discover which one of you is the greatest guitar nerd of all. Um, I have no idea if this quiz is going to be convenient running time for this. I, it's either going to be really, really too long or it's going to be really too short, so I'm not sure which. Right, let's we'll roll with find it. Out. Yes, anyway, so... I feel like I'm at a... I feel like, like with Matt being on the internet and me feeling like I might collapse at any moment... Well, you Mark, see, my- I've thought about this. I've thought about this. I've thought about the fact that Matt's on a time delay. I have included a buzz around, but um, only one. There are going to be five rounds in this quiz. How about if Matt gets a buzzer question, he gets two points instead of one? Um, sure. Is that going to throw off the delicate balance no, that you've obviously crafted for this quiz? <laughs> absolutely no balance right, here. Right, okay. Um, I was writing some of these questions on my way here. Um, <laughs> No, we're going to do we're going to do five rounds. I'll split them into. I'll give you the round titles so it can uh, it can get your uh, your mental juices flowing as to the sort of questions you'll be answering. We've got round one, which will be history and heritage. Now, history and heritage will be around where I will simply pose five questions to each of you. Okay. Um, in turn, so there's no no need to jump in or anything. If if the uh, if the person doesn't get that question right, I will simply explain what the answer is, and they won't get the point. Um, the second round uh, will be called Pointy and Loud, and that will be a buzzer round. So, uh, you know, all, all fingers on buzzers. If you can't answer the question, I... Um, pass it over? Yeah, but I don't know how, who to pass it over to. I don't know. Maybe I, 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 maybe I won't pass over. Maybe we'll leave passing passovers. Okay. Uh, round three uh, is called Limited Edition and Signature Facts, uh, and I will I will pose... Five facts to each of you in turn, and you can tell me if my facts are true or false. Wow, okay. Uh, and then round four, um, which uh, which will be called This One Goes to Eleven. Uh, it will be, obviously, an amplifier round, um, and you will be asked to name um, amounts of things within certain amp. Okay. Um, and then round five, the final round, I thought we'd do a little bit of role play. So each of you will meet me playing one of my uh, famous voices as a customer in the guitar. Stick around, folks. In the guitar shop. It's going to get good. <laughs> and you are going to have to... After four um, rounds of utter, utter shit. It's going to get good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to have to point me towards the right product, the product that I desire, and I will rate you. I will, I will simply rate you on... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like mystery shopper, basically. Yeah, it's mystery shopper. Yeah, that's right. right. I haven't even decided how I'm going to rate that last round, but however, it will be good. We say, I mean, it will be like maybe a hundred points uh, in it for that. Uh, okay, a hundred so points. Is that like catching the golden snitch? <laughs> maybe there's yeah. something like that. Something like that. Whoever's oh, but we get each get a mark out of a hundred. No, you won't really. I, I tell you out what, ten. I'm going to give 10. you out of ten. I'm just going to rate your your right. uh, how you've treated me. Okay. Do you um, want to do? Uh, now you've explained it. Let's do a little intro and. Uh, just say what it is again. Oh. All right, okay. I just, you know, I figure let's <laughs> make Do you not just cut and paste the no, previous nah, intro? No. It's, it's so much easier know. if he just says it. Guitar Nerds Quiz. Find out who the greatest nerd is. That rhymed that time. Yeah, it's oh, much yeah. better. Okay, See, better. worth it. Right, wonderful. Okay, so round one. So wait, round one. We each, we get five questions each. Each? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, if you're going to say his I'm, questions, no. I don't have to answer him. No, no, there's no, no so passing I'm just going to go round. I'm just going to go round. I'm going to give. I'm going to. I'm going to do one at a time. Yeah. So I'm going to. I'm going to start with Mark. 
then to Matt, then to you, Jay. Okay. And I'm going to ask Mark five questions, and he will he will need to answer those. Then on to Matt, then on to you. Gotcha. And um, I will be tallying. Are your they scores, the same five they? questions? Because they, I feel they like are I the might. same five. So I think uh, I think yes, you might do better. No, they're not the same five. Um, <clears throat> okay. Mark Packham, you're going to get these first. first. You're up first, so first in the history and heritage round. Question one of five for one point. Mark Packham, when were round-wound bass strings first developed? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I tell you what... No, I, no, 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 I'm going to guess it. I'm if guess you want to guess it, I'll tell you what, I will actually give you a point here if you can tell me the company and maybe the famous person that assisted <laughs> that, in the development. That's easy. Right, so... Companies wrote a sound. That's correct. Um, and it's that fella, that bass fella, who helped. And the year is 1963. Three. You were a year out. It was 62. Oh, come on. I've got to get a point you for got, that. I'm going to give you it because you got Rotor Sound. I know that bass fella, you were probably thinking of the Ox, John Entwistle, who oh, yeah, assisted Rotor yeah, Sound in making this. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you come half on, a point. What you should have done is say, if you get it within three years, oh, for goodness you sake. get a no, point. No, no, you can't, I'm you can't claiming that one. I'm having right, that. I'll give you a point. You've Kay. got a point. Don't let him bully you. I think that's... Matt, what do you think? I think... I think for that bullying intimidation tactics, he should be docked two points. No, I think he's well, well, well. being far too lenient here. Okay, okay, well this is. Mate's like, look, look, he's he's on, he's, he's, on, he's on definitely on Google. Google right now. He's getting ready to no, type I've got, stuff in. I've got pen and paper. Okay, I've got okay. pen and paper. Right, I'm actually I'm going to go round so that it's slightly more interesting than hearing Mark talk for the next five or six minutes. So, um, Matt, Matt, I'm going to ask you the first uh, off of yours, Matthew Knight. What year did Fender introduce? Rosewood fingerboards. Uh, 1959. That is absolutely correct, Matthew uh, Knight. I get a point. You do get a point. Well done. I feel like we need a little clapping sound effect. Okay. I, I should have got uh, one in. Jay Cross. Hello. A question that Matt Knight, I'm sure, would have been very happy to have as his first question. Um, what was Boss's first ever compact pedal? Um, the DD3. Is that what you're running with? <laughs> you you think the first pedal they, they designed no, was it a wasn't digital the D- delay? No, it wasn't. It was uh, the DS1. Very close, but unfortunately incorrect, <laughs> J-Cross. Uh, boss, boss's first pedal was, in fact, the OD1, mm. but I would have accepted the PH1 as well because they were released at the same time, it, that, which was 1978. It wasn't, okay. um, it wasn't until the next year that the, uh, the DS1 was released, but I agree with you. That is exactly the pedal I would have... Um, I would have gone for okay. so, uh, so you know well, well done thanks well for, done for, I, 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 now that the shoe is on the other foot I appreciate the leniency uh, in you sort of giving me a second chance yeah uh, exactly sort of, yeah no I'd say yeah I take it back and so also that. my question was much harder no wait mine was the hardest I knew the answer to your question and mm. Matty's question Mark Fine. Packham go on what company did Leo Fender set up after leaving Fender Music Man that's absolutely correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, he Woo. did. He did. He did have to be a silent partner, however, because he did have a a ten year uh, non compete clause in okay. uh, in the contract uh, that he signed when he sold Fender to CBS. Um, so it was actually Music Tech, 
but I will accept Music Man because Good. the offender really didn't like the name at all um, and uh, and changed it to Music Man for all their nice. products. Um, I tell you what, I, Mark, I'm going to give you the opportunity to get a bonus point there. Don't worry, all of you have got the opportunity to okay, get a bonus good. point at some point, but I'll give you the opportunity to get a bonus point here. Can you tell me the first product that Music Man, that Leo Fender designed with Music Man and the rest of the Trisonics? People. Oh, is it the Sabre? You think it was the Sabre, my friend? It was not even a bass guitar, I'm afraid. Uh, it was, in fact, an amplifier. Oh, okay. And that was Music Man's first uh, first thing, way before they were making basses. Yes, that's right. I did in, not know uh, that. Yes, it's uh, 1974. Uh, the first product uh, was called the 65. Okay. It was, uh, it was a Music Man amplifier. Yeah, because Music Man obviously makes some great amps. They're just, for some reason... Don't make them anymore. No one really knows why because they were brilliant when they were about. When did, um, and I hope I'm not sort of overstepping the mark here, but... Um, it might, might be in a question. You never know. I know. When did G&L later. start up? Oh, that was much later. As you nearly went G&L, I you? almost did, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, that's, that's, oh, no, wait, that was music the trick. Man. But yeah. yeah, it was in fact Music Man. Well done. I'm going to give you a point for that, Mark Packham. Uh, Matt Knight. Hit me. When did Gibson make their first guitar? Oh, you Gibson oh. fan, you. When? Ah, uh, eighteen eighty-five. Ah, oh, eighteen ninety-four. You were so close. Um, oh. Orville Gibson uh, set his instrument shop up uh, one one single workshop in Kalamazoo in Michigan, um, and uh, it, I was it, trying to count back a hundred and twenty years yeah. from last year and I was like wait no I can't answer really quickly yeah it's, 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 a, it's a very difficult question I mean I tell you what I will give you a point for this if you can tell me um, what the first instrument was was it a mandolin oh, you've got it yeah <laughs> I'm actually giving you that yeah well done um, excellent Jay Cross Hello. all the chance to score all the points right now if you can <laughs> <laughs> great. I like this new game show host character. Oh it's brilliant. God. Great. Uh, if you could tell me when were Floyd Rose Tremolos first introduced? Specialist subject. Um, That's tricky. It is tricky. Um, oh, man. I think it is guessable if you think about the Who? sort of time that this music came yeah. about and... Uh, and if you, you are we know, doing point pedal. stealing if Jay can't get the answer? Uh, no. no, there's no point stealing in this. I'm going to say, oh man, 1982. Okay, unfortunately, you would have had to backpedal just a couple of years. <gasps> it was 1977 oh, okay, uh, that the company first. Oh, the uh, Sex Pistols. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, it's, yeah, it's all yes. over. Never mind the bollocks. Yeah, I exactly, should have seen yes. that coming. <laughs> yeah, all those. <laughs> Oh, how it would have been so different if you had a Floyd Rose trip. <laughs> okay, Mark Packham. Hit me. <clears throat> I like this question. Uh, what particular American, now particular American amplifier sparked a drop in sales for the Vox AC15 and subsequently led to the design and release of the AC30? Ooh. I'm going to say the Fender Princeton. Unfortunately, you had the brand right. I think that was pretty easy, though. It was the Fender Twin. Ah, oh, yeah, oh, really? yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there was basically a lot of uh, a lot of people, and especially the Shadows, who at the time were the major indoorsy um, for the Vox AC15s, were putting Vox under a lot of pressure um, to make something that was loud enough to compete 
which is why Vox essentially made the double AC15. I thought the AC30 came first. I thought the AC30 was a... No, the AC15 came first. Right, okay, so the AC15 was the accordion amp, like originally. That's right, yeah. Right, okay, I always thought it was a 30. My mistake. No, so yes. I've, I've dropped my first points. You've dropped your first point, I'm afraid, yes. Matthew Knight, coming round to you. Mm. Question three, isn't it? Yes, here we are. <laughs> I've, there's a lot of paper in front of me. Uh, what now popular... Oh, you've got another Gibson question. How about that? Um, what now popular Gibson model changed its name in 1963? 1963? going to have to hurry you. Was it the, was it the SG? You were absolutely uh, right that night, yes. It was probably the easiest question you're going to get this podcast, and you so took easy. the longest amount of... There was a dead air time there. Question, and I was like, yeah, no, 63, because it went from... That's Les right. Paul of course, we have discussed this before, but yeah, Les Paul uh, didn't really like the new design, and he didn't actually have anything to do with it, and he requested the removal of his name from the new model. He, um, he remained under the contract with Gibson... Um, and was photographed with the new model several times, but he didn't play it and had it renamed. Um, excellent. Well done. Uh, I want to if I can just interject really quickly. Yeah, go for uh, it. Is that what we're doing here, or are we just running with the quiz? Yeah, yeah, no, we can no, talk. No, yeah. I watched a cool video with Les Paul last night. Okay. Um, it was from about, you know, it's relatively recent, you know, a li- you know, not too long before he died, I think, but like relatively recent. And uh, he had, he uh, he obviously had like a real sort of, sense of like irony of himself I think like he was uh, he was doing a doing a show and showing off like his built in the like the looper essentially that he created yeah. and uh, he was like you know he was on stage in front of all these people and he were was you like, just watching tape loop videos I was yeah oh, okay. yeah that's that's where it came from <laughs> right. um, and uh, it was um, it was him just standing in front of this audience and uh, he was going well you know thing is maybe not not a lot of you people know this about me is uh, you know as well as creating uh, multi-track, multi-track recording and inventing the solid body guitar and uh, popularising, you know, rock and roll music for the masses. I also, like, invent, like, these sorts of things and everyone's just like, yeah, you're Les Paul, yeah, you're wicked. And, like, it could have come across as very arrogant, but he's, like, you know, he's got this bright little smile there. It's really nice. Good old boy, isn't he? He is a good old boy. I love Les Paul. Where do we get to? Jay Cross. Uh, Jay Cross. Uh, yes, it is your question next, Jay. And, uh, and for one point, can you tell me what was the name given to the neck humbucker in a Gibson EB base? The, uh, uh, the original EB series. I'm not talking about the new ones. It was... Um, oh, damn. Uh, it was called, like... It was called, like... <laughs> Like the woolly mammoth or something like that. It it wasn't called that. I know that, but it was it was like the muffler. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what? That's so close. The 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 correct answer is the mud bucker. The mud bucker. Um, I mean, you and, can't have mud bucker from woolly mammoth. No, no, no. no. I I don't think I should get it. But like mud bucker. I knew it was like. What did I say the second time? Muffler. The muffler. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> it does. I knew it was. I knew it was something beginning with M. Great muffler. That's right. Yeah, the uh, the it, it actually Mad comes from from. It, it wasn't an official name for it, but the the phrase was coined after um, Jack Bruce had described the, the muddy sound. quality oh, of cool. uh, of the pickup in his then EB3 uh, Gibson bass. Okay, we're back round to you, Mark Packham. Question four out of Let's our five it. that will Let's be running round. Can you? Uh, name one of the department stores 
that Dan Electro, uh, one of the department store orientated names that Dan Electro manufactured under in the late 1950s. Mm, that man- Dan Electro manufactured under. They had a, yes, Dan Electro manufactured under a couple of names for department stores. Uh, that they were supplying guitars I mean, for. Silvertone? Silvertone is correct. Yes. Well done. Yes, that's right. Silvertone uh, was the name of the brand given for all the guitars that Dan Electro made for Sears. Um, they did do some others as well. Um, but yes, of course, Dan Electro yes. back then, known for being very affordable and still having a wicked tone. The Silvertone well models are the ones that come with the amp built into the case. Is that right? It is, oh, yeah. yeah I know more than the Quizmaster. <sighs> Amazing. Glad you've done your research. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the real quiz. That's, that's, the, real that's quiz. the real quiz. <laughs> after, this, night. after this, can we go and see who can throw their shoes over a pub? <laughs> 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 Matt Knight. Um, what 50s and 60s Fender colour became famous for changing over time? Oh, come on. Oh, Changing over time. Sunburst? That man manages a guitar shop. No, the correct answer was Fiesta Red, Matt. That was an excellent effort, but uh, but you are wrong. Fiesta Red, of course, is salmon pink. It was blood red when it was first put on the guitars uh, back in the late 50s and early 60s and uh, ah. changed colour over time. So no point for you there, I'm afraid. Jay Cross, we're back round to you and you've still got time to pick it up with question four out of your five. Why were pickup covers fitted to Fender guitars? Um, why were pickup covers fitted to Fender guitars? That's right. In their, first, in their earliest incarnations in the late 50s, why were pickup covers fitted to the bridge of a Telecaster um, why were they also fitted to the neck pickup and bridge pickup on jazz basses and to the middle pickup on a P bass? Why also were white um, You covers don't mean pickup covers, you mean like the ashtray. I do. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 the yeah. bridges, yeah, the ashtray type. Um, Is that not what I should have called it? Well, like bridge cover, okay. that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Well, I, I thought I thought I thought we might have spoken about this before, and um, it, it was actually because Leo Fender thought that pickups were unsightly, oh, okay. uh, in his right. own words, and uh, there there was no function for them um, at all. It was just because he it was just aesthetics. Them. I mean, I would have just said, yeah, I yeah. should have just said aesthetics. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it looks better. Yeah, I should, but it doesn't look better. They look it, better. No, exactly. they look, yeah, they, they're pointless. It's yeah. strange how much it persisted as well as a style, especially on uh, on basses, because um, it, even even with the introduction it, even with the start of the 1970s uh, the jazz bass, the Fender jazz bass had its bridge pickup moved down slightly because the, the pickup the, the ashtray cover that Fender designed for it still left the pickup slightly vis- visible. So right. even as late as the 70s when pretty much everyone's just taking off the ashtrays and normally changing the bridges for, you know, the, a Leo Quad bridge as well, Fender was still you know obsessed with the look of wow. pickups and yeah. Uh, yeah so what we've got one question left in this round each that's right okay we're back round to you mark Patton. question five what gretch did both oh how have you ended up with this question yes what gretch did both elvis and george harrison famously play on various television performances oh country gentleman 
You're absolutely right. Yes, yeah. the country gentleman was uh, was played by George Harrison on the Ed Sullivan Show, and it was also uh, played by Elvis on numerous TV uh, performances uh, throughout the latter part of his career. So another point. So that's four out of a possible five. How many's Jay got so far? I've got zero points. <laughs> <laughs> was, was, he's going to turn it round in this. I'll be how I feel out of five as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's the that's, same that's, answer. That's the beauty of this quiz. Is there's you know you there's turn it all around. the chance to turn it around. Matt Knight. Oh. What was the original name for the Telecaster? The Broadcaster. Yeah. I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't even give you a point for that. Everyone Too knows easy. that. Too um, Jay Cross, coming Hello. back round to you, and with your final question, what year was the Fender Mustang first introduced? Uh, the Fe- the Mustang, yes. nineteen sixty five. No, I'll, I'll wait. I'll I'll accept it because it was introduced in late 1964. Okay, right. Um, but uh, it was it was 1964. If I tell you what, there's a there's your bonus point Caveat. up for grabs here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yes, the, well, of course, the Mustang was uh, you know essentially a duosonic uh, with the vibrato added. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, and it was available in three colors. Can you tell me what the three colours were and why they were completely unique to the Fender Mustang? Um, the colours were unique. Dakota Red. Is that one of them? It's not, but okay. you, you would be on the right lines. The, the colours that were introduced were red, blue and white. Oh, okay. That is it. They didn't, they didn't name the colours. And colors. even though the colours look very similar to Dakota Red, uh, Daphne Blue and Olympic White, they weren't, in fact, on this new budget series. So right, they, they were, were just red, blue and white. They were just red, blue and right, white. Right, okay. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Well, gentlemen, that concludes our first round, History and Heritage. Currently, 
are tying first place Matt and Mark with a whopping four out of five points. Jay trailing slightly behind there with zero. One. <laughs> you said you said you give me the point. Oh for yes, I did 65. say I give you one. There you go. I give you go. one. You, you were a year out, but I'm going to give you that point. I wasn't a year out. I was like, <laughs> you were a few months, a couple out, of weeks exactly. out. Before well, we um, before we start round two, can we all check our buzzers? Can we? Yes. All, can I, we? I am going to introduce that because no, I need to know whose buzzers is what. We are on to round two, which is pointy and loud. This will be a buzzer round so I need to check and also for the people at home so that they can uh, make sure I haven't uh, you know uh, given the wrong person the point um, I'll need to hear your buzzers first of all Mark Packham introduce me to your buzzer ham. okay someone, wonderful someone saying ham can you repeat that for me one more time ham. excellent Matthew Knight uh, if we could have your buzzer so I can differentiate it from you're going to have to hold it closer to the microphone I think okay Wonderful, that's what we like to hear. So we've got the proper rap air horn there. Jay Cross, could you please show me your butter? <laughs> Wonderful. Slightly closer, I think, when we're playing the round. But okay. yes, they're perfect. Wonderful. So I've, I've got an ah, I've got a ham, and I've got a rap air horn. I know exactly what's going on here. Wonderful. Via the power of um, technology, do we are we able to pause so I can go and fill up this drink with hot water so I don't fall over, please? Yes. Sure. Yeah, Thanks. Sure. Intermission break. Well, welcome back. Well done, Jay, for having that quick break. Sorry, uh, still thanks. being alive, I think, is yeah. what we need to be congratulated for. I'm here. You're here, and you're ready to put your finger on the buzzer. Oh, yeah, buzzer round, sorry. That's right, Not everyone. Not holding. No, hot, don't, don't hot, hold hot, your drink. Not, hot, for hot drink Not for a minute. So we've got ten questions in this buzzer round. Get ready, gentlemen. If you think you know the answer, press the buzzer, and I will try and work out which one of the three buzzers that are definitely going to have been pressed at exactly the same time. Um, uh Yes, which one has been answered? First question, <clears throat> in pointy and loud. Where do the American company ESP have their custom shop models built? That's me. It was, I think it was you. It yeah. was you, yeah. Japan. That's correct. One point to Jay Cro Oh, what have I done with the score sheet? You've lost it. Oh, no, it's, it's on right. the back of one of your pieces of paper. Okay, we'll, we'll do this one so again. Jay's got two points, and me and Matt have got four. Yeah, that's right. There we oh, go. It's seeming a bit more doable now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I felt like, without wanting to lament and sound like a... I feel like I could have answered some of the other questions. Well, well you did well. You did really well. Mm. Are you ready for question Thanks, two? Dan. I am. How many of these are there, by the way? And ten. Oh, ten yeah. in this oh, round. Ten. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do it. Name five Ibanez signature models. Mark Peckham. Do I have to name the artists or you the You have to name models? the artist. Okay, Paul Gilbert. Yes. Joe Satriani. Yes. Steve Vai. Yes. Noodles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do they have to be current models? No, you can do that. Um, got one more. Mike Mashock from Stained. No, oh, he I mean, to, yeah. we might actually have yeah, to do a fact check on that. He did. It was the. Um, it was called the MMM one. It was a baritone yeah. through neck. It was cool. Awesome. That is cool. That was a great guitar. Yeah. For when every time you need to play those stained songs. Oh yeah. I mean, my band's always busting some stained. I literally couldn't tell you a single song. Okay, what's next? 
Uh, I'm just adding a point, sorry. Um, You're next no Bob Holness, are I know, you? I know, I know, it's terrible. Uh, third question. What 120-watt four-mode all-valve head was created through a collaboration between... <laughs> I think that was Matt. <laughs> Matt Knight. It was, and then I realised that actually, no, I'd made a mistake. But I'm going to go <laughs> Shall I finish the question? Shall I, well, no, actually, I won't finish the question. <laughs> no, go he's, on. He's buzzed in. I'm going to go with... I have to press you. I'm going to have to press EBH. you. EBH. EBH 50. No, that is incorrect. Do, I'm we, gonna, get, do I'm, we get a chance to buzz back in? Um, or do you dock points? I'm going to dock gets, a point. Yeah, I'm going to dock a point. I'm going to tell you, if I had finished the question, I would have said, uh, what 120 watt four mode all valve head was created through a collaboration between Mike Fontin and a popular Swedish metal musician? The answer was, of course, Mike Packham. Uh, the um, Satan. The, yes, Satan there you go. Jay Cross got it. Yeah, I thought I thought you'd been on it. Yeah, then, no, Mark, no, but, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Matthew Knight, I'm docking you a point. You're down to three. Uh, next question. I, I lose a point. Yeah, this, yeah, you lose this point. is uh, this is great. So I just sorry, I had to do that because I like halfway through that question, my phone locked itself. <laughs> so it's just going off all over the place. Okay. Right. Next question. What two companies recently introduced nine strings into their standard range? I think Jay Crossy had uh, Ibanez and Schechter. That's correct. Well done. I'm giving you an extra point, Jay Crossy. We're up to three, hot on the heels of our leader, Mark Packham, and second place, Matt Knight. Question number five Who has the only signature orange head and cab in production? <laughs> I think I'm going straight to Jay Cross there as well. Jim Root. Jim Root, you are correct. He's fast on that buzzer. He's fast on the buzzer. Too it's fast. True. Number six. What tuning was the Paul Gray Slipknot Ibanez bass specifically <laughs> designed for? Mark Packham. B E A D. That's correct. He yes. played a four string, but in five string tuning. Very yes. interesting. Model obviously the late Paul Gray. It was a brilliant, um, a brilliant bass guitar. Well done, Mark. Steaming ahead there with six points now. Um, I'm feeling so up. competitive. <laughs> I really, I'm really feeling it. We've got to get through this, Mark. Okay. I have to quiet you down. Uh, what is the name of Paul Gilbert's reverse body Iceman signature model? <laughs> it's very close. I'm going to give it to you there. I think it was no, Fireman. Yes, that is correct. The Fireman, of course, Paul Gilbert, known for having his RG signature models, has recently uh, had an... Uh, um, an uh, I love, fireman I love that you can't write Yeah I can't write And talk at the same time Can I what about the, do, Is Matt getting double points No he's just getting one Right okay um, Okay next question What guitar manufacturer Did Tosin and Bassi play Before moving to Ibanez <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's got the ham one? Oh, that's Me, you isn't it? Yeah, yeah Mark I Mark can. You've got, you've got. In, there are actually three brands you can name. Oh god! You are an idiot. So I just <laughs> dock, let's I just really dock the point. Let's just dock the point. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was going to be about the Ibanez. Well, the one. most the correct answer would have been Strandberg because that was the, oh, the brand that he played shortly before them. But I would have also accepted uh, Carvin and Mayonnaise. Oh yeah. <clears throat> I like okay. Mayonnaise. Following up, following up from that question, name a popular headless guitar brand. <laughs> Jay Cross. Trick question. There are no popular headless guitar <laughs> brands. <laughs> Jay Cross, that's right. I'm giving you a point. Uh, that's one of the best gags we've ever had on it. That's would, have, would have accepted Steinberg, but as I used the word popular, um, we will run with that. Last question, guys, and all, all the chance for you to, to get those points back. What guitar manufacturer makes the Hillsborough bass model? Mark Packham. Dean. You are correct. Yes. The Dean 
winning back that point that you recently had Rabib. well well done Matt and Mark you managed to level up the points that you lost in that round by being too quick on your buzzer Jay Cross you managed to compete massively Jay Cross still um, actually Jay Cross you, you're in second place there we go with five points Matt Knight you have trailed down to fourth as we thought you would fourth. in the, the yes <laughs> fourth <laughs> uh, as we thought you would in the buzzer round um, Mark Packham is storming despite ahead. knowing the answers Joe's only third <laughs> <laughs> Mark Peckham, you are leading the game in si- with six points. Well done, everyone. Oh, well done. So, moving on to round three. Round we don't need three. the buzzer anymore. Do we, we don't need the buzzer, the buzzer anymore. Okay. That is the end of okay. the buzzer round, Good. everyone. Um, now, the, uh, the, the next round, the third round, um, which is uh, limited edition and signature facts, will be a true or false round. I'm going to quick fire each of you in turn with five questions. You're going to have to tell me true or false to each of them. And cool. I will rate you. Mark Packham, you're first. Yes. The modern player Tele Plus is a limited edition model. False. I'm afraid it's true. It is a limited edition model that they're only doing for a short period of time. Second question. The standard HH Telecaster has block inlays. False. I'm afraid it's true. It does have block inlays. Uh, What? You're thinking of the FMT. The FMT does not have block inlays. Standard. American standard. standard. HH has block inlays. What? Yeah. Yeah. It looks great. It looks amazing. It does look really good. Um, Question number three. The new double cut Telecaster is available in butterscotch and vintage white. Uh, that is false. You are correct. It's only available in butterscotch. Yep. Um, it's also not available anymore. No, there it you was go. one of the 10th 15s. That's true. Uh, John 5 has a new three humbucking signature Telecaster. It's not new, but yes, that does exist. I'll give you that one because yes, it's true. And he does have a new one. Oh, okay. He's got another new one. Um, so yes, I will give you that one. Last question out of your five, the Jim Root Telecaster. Z- only control is a single volume knob. That is false. There's also a switch. You are correct, yes. sir. And so you finished that round with three out of the possible five points. Well done. Moving on to you, Matt Knight. Are you ready? Yes. Wonderful. Uh, okay. The new special edition <coughs> lacquered Strat has a matching headstock. True. Correct. It does, and it looks very nice in its... Uh, is it surf green they've done it in, or is it uh, Daphne blue? Yeah, I can never that, tell the, the difference between The answer to that question actually is it depends what finish. Wonderful. Yeah. Because the Sunburst ones do not. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to give that to you anyway, because <laughs> I didn't do my research. Okay, the new V-neck US Standard Strat has a parchment pit guard. False. Correct. The, uh, the new V-neck US Standard Strat, in fact, has a gold scratch plate. Uh, All right. Next question. Uh, the the David Lozio 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 How do you say his name? I've no Lozau. idea. Lozau. The David Lozau signature strat has an image of a heart with a gun belt and wings on it. True. That is correct. That is one of the most awful he's, looking guitars I have ever seen. Not that I'm meaning to pick you up on all of these, but he's just an artist. He's not a... Oh right! He's, he just designed the guitar. He just painted the guitar. Not really? That makes it even worse. He made a pig's ear of it. <laughs> hey. Topical. Um, Buddy Holly, here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Holly was the first person to play a Strat on TV. True. 
That's correct. In 1957, he played That Will Be The Day on wow. the Ed Sullivan Show. That is cool. absolutely right. Matt Knight, you're storming this round. Last question for you, Matt Knight. The new model of um, Stevie Ray Vaughan's Stratocaster has, for the first time, been fitted with a right-handed tremolo. False. That's correct. Of course, they will always be fitted with left-handed tremolos. So, well done. Matthew Knight, you've got full house of five points there. Well Please. done. Jay Cross, can you match him? Can you match him? First question. <laughs> is, that, is that a question? Because the answer is no. <laughs> no, I've just read the first question, and you should get this one. Uh, the new Joe Bonamassa Epiphone uh, Les Paul is Inverness Green. Um, Inverness Green. False. That's correct. You, in fact, called it Inverness Green for a whole podcast in an episode or two ago. But did I? Uh, we did later Me? find no, out that it's uh, well. Well, nonetheless, you you got it correct. Next question. Two years ago, Orange released white Tolex as a limited edition color. Uh, oh God! Is the oh, um, they have done it? Did they do it two years ago? Uh, I'm going to accept that as a yes because yes, I don't <laughs> want you to overthink this. It was just whether they'd done it or oh, not. Okay, I shouldn't right. have mentioned the time yes. really. Um, uh, okay, question three. Billy Sheehan's signature attitude is dual input. True. Correct. He has two inputs so he can send. Surely it's dual oh. output. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> you <laughs> shut up. He uses both hands on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think Billy Sheehan's signature attitude is probably grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> The Fireman is Paul Gilbert's most recent signature model. Um, his most recent signature model. True. I'm afraid it is actually uh, false. He's had an RG released uh, since then. Oh, yes, is cool. it an RG with a fake f holes? And this time he's had an absolute whopper of a neck put on it. So cool. Didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a cool sort of anti-shred shred guitar. I'm yeah, a it's big weird. Fan, it's actually. got like a chunky Les Paul neck. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Cool. Uh, it's a shame about the fake F-holes, but everything else about that guitar I, I love. Uh, last question for you then, Jay Cross. Um, to finish on four points, can you tell me Roger Waters' signature precision bass comes with flat-wound strings? Uh, that, I think, is false. You are correct. He actually does only play rotor sound flat-wound strings, but for some reason Fender have issued his signature model uh, with a set of round rounds. There we go. So there you go. Right. Well done. So after that round, we have uh, we had trailing on that round. Uh, Mark Packham with three points. Jay Cross coming in second Wait. with four. And uh, Matt Knight leading the game with a full house of five. I'm just talking about from this round. Okay, just, well. I haven't added them up yet. I'm just going to add them up at the end because I'm trying to keep the pace going. Okay. So the next round, ladies and gentlemen, is um, is this one goes to 11. Now, in this round, I am going to ask you to list am amounts of things or, or names of things, but basically coming up with lists. Okay. So I will go first to you, Mark Packham. Name five Fender amps. Princeton, Twin, Deluxe, Champ, Mustang. Nice. I like that you avoided the junior, but um, uh, yes, well done. Uh, no, oh, yeah, I didn't say Blue Studio. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought you were I, making. You were showing off by no, making no, no. deliberately. I would have gone with Mustang One, Mustang <laughs> Two. <laughs> I would have accepted those. Uh, next question: Name three fifteen watt amps. Three fifteen watt amps. Yes. Um, Fender Blues Junior. Yeah. Line Six Spider Fifteen. <laughs> Marshall MG15. Wow, hey, Marshall have not is... done an MG15. They haven't done a Spider 15 for ages either. But yeah, the Spider 15 is a current model. Really? No, it doesn't have to be Marshall, current models. So Mar true. Marshall make an MG15. Did I? I thought it was just a 10. 
No, they do a 10, a 15, a 30, a 50, and a 100, and a 100 okay. watt with two speakers. I tell you what, the more information you give, the the, the more answers you are maybe providing for someone else <laughs> yeah. later later on these questions. Name five Marshall Hampers. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three, Mark Packham, name one signature amp. Can it be anything? You can be anything. Orange Jim Root Tiny Terror. Correct. Well done. Um, question four. Uh, name one FSR Blues Junior. Oh, cool. Oh, can I go for Lacquered Tweed? You can. An yes. excellent choice. Probably my favourite out of all of them. Well done. And they should do that more. I don't know why they don't make that a standard line. We're actually in a point in time where Fender are doing loads of Lacquered Tweed stuff, which is quite yeah. nice. Um, but they just don't do it enough. I wish it would just be standard. And last question for you, Mark Packham. Name three all valve bass amps. Ampec SVT. Uh, sorry, you're going to have to be more specific than <laughs> that, mate. Okay. <laughs> SVT Classic. It's like Fender Amp. <laughs> Go on, amp SVT amp. Classic, yep. Uh, Mark Bass Classic 300. Yep. Uh, and Fender Super Baseman. Well done. Uh, other yes. than the second one, those were good choices. Uh, moving on. To, so you finished that with a full full five points there, Mark Packham. Well done. That is an excellent job. Well done. Matthew Knight, on to you. Name five orange amps. Uh, Thunderverb. Yeah. Rockerverb. Yeah. Rocker 30. Yeah. Jim Root. Tiny yeah. Terror. Well done. All five. Very Quick, speedier than uh, than Mark Packham. I should give you a bonus point for that. Name three fifty watt amps. Uh, DSL. Oh no. Oh, no. oh oh oh. Hurry, hurry. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna move oh, on in a sec. Uh, orange rock of Mark, rock of a Mark three fifty watt. Yep. Uh, Sir Hedgehog fifty. Yeah. And uh, um, victory, the Earl, fifty watt mar- uh, head, valve head. I am shocked that you found that so hard. The man who's owned more amplifiers than had hot dinners just couldn't name three <laughs> fifty watt heads for me. Next up, name one signature amp. You cannot name the same as a previous participant. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with. I have to speed you up here. I'm going to go with the Randall Satan. Yep, there we go. Okay. Uh, wonderful. Next, name one FSR Blues Junior. Uh, can I go with Sandy? That was their blonde-coloured one. Yes, a very nice choice as well. And your final question, name three Class D bass amps. <laughs> uh, orange Obi-Wan? It's not class D. It's not class D, I'm afraid. And that's it. You know, if if you get one wrong, I'm afraid. I'm going to have to pass on that. Yeah, fine. Well, you scored four out of five. Well done there, Matt Knight. Jay Cross, are you ready for this? I think I'm ready for this. Name five Marshall amps. (laughs) (laughs) Marshall MG10. Yes. Marshall MG15. The idea of this is to be like educational for listeners as well, but yes, fine. Marshall MG10 CFX. Yes. Uh, that's not a current. Oh, that is a current model. No, it doesn't have to be current. No, it's not a current model. It doesn't have they to be current. They don't make a ten. They don't make a ten in the CFX. They do. Mar- no, they don't. Anyway, yeah, Mar- right. They never have never done they a did. ten CFX. They have done a no, CFX. They, they no. never did a ten with effects. Okay, well, I was only doing it to be. Yeah, go on, go on, quick. Give me five, uh, and I'll still let you have the points. DSL fifteen. Yeah. That's not fair. JCM eight hundred. Yeah. JCM nine hundred. Yeah. How, is that five? No, you've got three because I'm cancelling the ones you said at the start. Oh, okay. Um, 
uh, class five. Yeah. And a um, MG one hundred. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm going to give you that. Yeah, just name three thirty watt amps. Um, three thirty watt amps. Uh, the Line Six Spider Thirty. <laughs> I should have specified valve here, shouldn't I? Yeah. Um, a AC Thirty. Yeah. And AC Thirty VR. Oh, I mean, I should have That's had. Horrendous. That, that is really bad. But I'm well, going to give counts. you that as well. Name one signature amp. You cannot name either of the two that have been named before. Um, yeah, because they're the two good ones, aren't they? Um, the um, uh, the Marshall Randy Rhodes. There you go. Well done. Um, next, I'm, I'm surprised we didn't get the slash signature. By the way, yeah, I would have gone with Defender down. George Benson. Yeah, the George yeah. Benson was the other one I thought of. Good name job. one FSR Blues Junior. You cannot name either of the two supplied before. Uh, the um, Emerald Tone. A wonderful twist. Did you ever get one of those? Was Me it you personally thinking about getting one? No, uh, I would. Or maybe it was Matt. I had the Red October. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. I, I didn't like the Red October all that much. Last, dark, last question um, for L- you, Jay Cross. Oh. Um, name three combo bass amps. Um, the uh, Jeff Berlin. Yeah. Uh, the Mark Bass yeah, Jeff Berlin. The Mark Bass Jeff Berlin. Um, the Fender Rumble. Yeah. And uh, which which Fender Rumble? Sorry. Um, One fifty. Three hundred. Four fifty. You've named numbers that don't exist. They do a two hundred and a five hundred. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to cut that. Oh, come on. Okay. Uh, you did well, though. Four out of five. That's not too bad at all. <laughs> uh, meaning that out of that right round, Mark Packham uh, won the round with yes. a whopping five points. A full house from him. Come on, Team MP. Oh, man. Matt and Jay both with four points. So uh, we are on to uh, the next round now, the uh, the fourth round, uh, the fifth round in this round. Oh, are we on the fifth round already? Is, and that, is that the last round? It is the last okay, round, Okay, good, because yes. we're, we're running out of time. I know, I know. We're on this round, which I have titled The Right Effect. Now, for this fun-filled round, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to have a little bit of role-play. So I'm going to come to you one by one, and you're going to have to help me shop. Okay, I'm going to rate your performance out of ten. Okay. On how uh, I've got some products in mind that I want you to lead me to. Okay. And I'm going to see if your if your skills um, as a as a guitar nerd are uh, astute enough to acute enough even to uh, to lead me to the right place. I'm astute Mark, and acute. Yes, wonderful. Mark Packham. First of all, <coughs> hello. <laughs> I run a very simple setup. Just my Les Paul Jr. straight into my orange OR50. But I need to get a more natural-sounding grunt at a lower <laughs> volume. <laughs> Something about that elderly what? voice and the natural-sounding grunt. Uh, grunt is topical, anyway. Um, <laughs> what can you suggest? A more natural-sounding grunt. Yes, that's right. That's what I'm after. For, for my Les Paul Jr. that I run straight into my orange OR50. And you want to... When you say a natural grunt, you mean you want a bit more distortion? Uh, that's a bit more right, overdrive. but uh, yes, a little bit more some gaining overdrive, but at a lower volume, really. I would suggest maybe get an Ibanez Tube Screamer. Oh, really? An Ibanez Tube Screamer? What will that allow me to do? I didn't realise we were going into this. <laughs> I just yeah, I'll tell you what, actually, we don't need to. You've answered the question yes. right, so there we go. Next question. <clears throat> New customer. 
I want to sound like the cure. <laughs> I would highly recommend that you get yourself perhaps a multi-effects pedal. You could go for something that's got chorus and maybe some reverb in there as well. Maybe get something like a Boss ME80 multi-effects. Hey, thank you very much, Mark Packham. Did that? Did I get the point for that? So, well, yes. There, I mean, there are ten points. I'm just rating you. Oh, in okay, total well, okay, about yeah. What I feel that you've uh, that you've given me there. Okay. Um, next up, Matthew Knight. Are you ready for this? Yes. Yes. I run the pedal setup with two stages of drive. <laughs> I am looking for something absolutely crazy to give me more, uh, more for the you know the times when none of my current drive pedals are bonkers enough. I currently run a Tube Screamer and an SD1 as my drive pedals, but I need something that will give me more, something crazy. That's the most offensive thing you've ever done. <laughs> Actually, it's not, but on the podcast. So you want a, you want a, another crazy drive pedal to I, go with your other two drive I pedals? I don't think that my two layers of drive are crazy enough. I need something that will take it to the next level. Okay, so you could either get a booster to go on top of your two drives, like a TC Electronic Spark Boost, or you could go totally over the top and get something like a Zvex Fuzz Factory that will allow you to do all kinds of wackiness with distortion. Wonderful. Well done, Matt Knight. Excellent. Second question. Uh, new customer. Hello. <laughs> I want to sound like angels and airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're big in the over-80s market. <laughs> Ian McKellen's a big fan. Come on, Matt. What's your angels and airwaves setup? Come on, bring Does it back. Does Matty know who angels and airwaves are? No, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I don't I've never heard them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you they sound like they sound like there. they sound like early Pink Floyd, Matt. No, he, he can't, <laughs> can't help me. They he can't help don't. me. Um, okay, wonderful. Well, we're moving <laughs> rounds to Jay Cross then. Jay Cross. Um, I need a new person. <clears throat> Have you run out of voices? <laughs> Those are the four. No, all the other ones are definitely more offensive. So I'm trying okay. to. Well, let's steer on less offensive. Okay. Hello there, I'm a bass player and I often end up sharing backline. I'm looking to add something to my pedal board that will make me sound the same, no matter whatever amp I'm playing for. I mean, I definitely recommend going for something that um, allows you to uh, avoid using an amp if you need to, something that will let you go straight into a PA. Um, I've got both a uh, Tech21 uh, Sans amp, a bass driver DI. Um, and I've also got a Boss BB1X. Um, I'd probably go with the um, the Sans amp just because you've got the XLR out um, and a few more controls over it. Uh, my colleague Joe, who normally works in the bass department, is not here today. He really like he really likes the BB1X, and like I, I'm I'm down with it as well. But I, I prefer the Sans amp. I think the drive just sounds a bit better. Excellent. Well done. Uh, last question. Why you hammed it up to squeeze a couple extra points out? Well, that's just my customer voice. That's Come on, how I talk. <laughs> Hello there. I want to sound like royal blood. Um, what are you playing? You playing guitar or bass? Well, I play bass. You're playing bass? Oh, easy. I mean, I definitely. If you want to like sort of keep it simple, I'd go with one of the new Orange Ob1 uh, series amps because you can uh, you can sort of buy amp with them, which gives you the opportunity to keep the clean signal and get the drive signal over the top. Uh, so you can you know you can really push that uh, push the the sort of clean drive. Um, 
mixture through on those big riffs brilliant excellent well done well i'll let you know um i'll let you know what you individually scored for that round and then i think whilst uh, whilst we go back to the ordinary podcast i'll do a bit of a tally up and I'll yeah. let you know your final scores so in that round uh, mark packham i awarded you initially i actually awarded you seven out of ten okay i upgraded you to eight out of ten because i feel that um well basically i was looking for more depth in the cure question okay i didn't want to be i didn't want to be just given a multi-effects so i want you to talk me through like choruses and okay. reverbs which you didn't but you did point me towards something that was an answer for all of five. those so I gave you an 8 out of 10 for that and Matthew Knight uh, I'm afraid I had to award you 5 as Whoa. you scored so well in the first question um, which was great you got full points for that but not knowing who Angels and Airwaves are uh, Angels and Airwaves are um Tom DeLonge's I know I know who title. they are I've just never heard them right, so I okay, had no yeah. idea they basically the sound, sound like you like. too so I was looking for if I was looking for choruses for the first question from Mark then I was looking for like reverbs and delays from that question and uh, Jay Cross uh, there was 10 enough. points up for grab Jay Cross but I'm actually going to give you 15 um, because your answers wow. were so good um, wow. and yeah you, you answered exactly what I was looking for in the first question which that, that question was always going to be about bass preamps and in the second question yeah I was looking for someone who was going to talk to me either about running a dual amp setup or the other option yes is the is the orange OB just trying series. to save you some money there you go so you did really well so I'm going to add up the points I'll pass it back over to you Mark Packer. I think you should do that um, thanks so much for sticking with us um, if you want to hear more of this absolute nonsense it won't be this quiz I'm not sure what we're going to do on Patreon this week we, maybe we'll talk about um, some gear of the year contenders I think might be a cool place to um, to talk you know not officially yeah. the official road to gear of the year hasn't started we, yet but I can't believe that um, we're entering the I just feel like we haven't the had home a, straight. I know we haven't had too much of a chat about it, so we're just going to spend um, some time chatting about some things that could be in there and uh, mm. sorting through that. Uh, if you want to hear that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, um, where you can get extra content for a small little donation that helps us buy minstrels and um, what are you drinking again? Lemon and ginger or something. I mean, two out of three of us who could possibly be eating the minstrels are vegan so yeah so uh, it's basically you're helping me buy minstrels <laughs> and uh, giant dairy milk buttons and Jay uh, a cold cure um, so these people have done that uh, Paul Corrigan Dale Rasco Jack Conroy Will Clare Chris Wilson Scott O'Brien Matt Quine Fletch Fletcher Phil Tomsett Moo Gravit and Colin Anderson We've only got eight places left on that list um, for you to uh, to join us as one of our executive producers and get your name read out on the podcast every week. If you don't want to do that, there is a much, much lower tier, $5 a month, I think it works out as like 75p a week or something, um, gets you an extra half an hour of content every week. And uh, yeah, you know, join us if you want, you know, we'll just talk more of this nonsense. Um if you want to um, join in with the podcast, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. Like I said, next week and probably the week after, we're going to do all questions special. So if you've got burning questions you want to ask us, um, we're a bit thin on the ground for news at the moment in the run up to Christmas. So we're going to do loads and loads of questions. So do send them in on the Facebook group. You can also um, send them in. There's an email address now, guitarnerdspodcast at gmail.com, uh, or you can get us on Twitter at guitarnerds. Um, you can get me on Twitter at Mark underscore random. You can get Matt at Matt underscore nightsy. You can get Jay at J-A-Y-B-N-1. Uh, and you can get Joe at Joseph underscore 900. 
Joe, how are the scores coming along? Uh, yeah, the scores are coming along really well. I'm just adding up the last of them, but I can I can tell you them. I can tell you now who's who's won. Uh, and, and well, I no, let's let's do the scores. If you haven't added them up, let's um, I can I can vamp for two more. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Just, just give me a, a, a minute longer. Um, this is live, live adding up. Live yeah, hard right. hitting <laughs> live mathematics. Live. I, think I lost a piece of paper. No, I, no, I'm, I'm joking. I, Li- I do know it's... Live maths. You've got Bri- it. Brian Cox. Sort of Carol Vorderman. Carol Vorderman is much more appropriate. Brian cool. Cox did physics. Does yes. physics. Yeah. Brian Cox was in D-Ream. Did he was in D-Ream. Matt, did you know that? No, I didn't. He played... What do you think he played? He's a scientist. What do you think he played? Did he play a scientist? <laughs> <laughs> D-Ream's not a film, Matt. It's a band. Oh. Oh. So you uh, didn't know that. Okay, no. great. <laughs> he played the keyboards. He did. Um, shall we have a quick chat about what's going on on Guitar Nerds in the next couple of weeks? So we've got a new video that we're recording this evening. Uh, top five Les Paul facts you probably didn't know. Joe's got some articles going up. Uh, there's stuff going up on the Twitter all the time. Um, guitarnerds.net. We've also, obviously, we've got the T-shirt as well. Uh, some of you have already uh, kindly bought one, but there's um, we've still got plenty to go around. It is limited edition, um, so do snap them up while we've still got them. Uh, guitarnerds.net forward slash shop Joe Branton are you ready to deliver the results I'm ready to deliver the results let's do it in third place of the guitar nerds quiz in a shock result Matthew Knight if only I'd known who angels and airways were (laughs) with a paltry 19 points in second place Mark Packham. What? You're having a laugh. Mark Packham with 24 points <laughs> comes in second, crowning the biggest guitar fix. nerd here with a whopping 28 points. Absolute fix. Jay, guitar nerd, Absolute cross. Fix. Unbelievable. Right. Well done. <laughs> I'm go- See you on the Patreon. <laughs> Jay Cross. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started